welcome to another episode of Premier League Patter with Thomas Hackett, Tom Ryan and Brett Maher. Welcome back to Premier League Patter with me, Tom Hackett, Brett Maher and Tom Ryan. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We've actually got a show today. It's a double header. It's, well, is it? Is that... Nope. No, okay. It's a, <laughs> it's a single header. That's but coming next week. There's a, there's, no, no, there's, yeah, that is next week. Yeah. But there is going to be an episode tonight, which is... What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, no, but is this going out tomorrow? Which is the Wednesday. So this is Wednesday night's episode. We've got an episode coming on Friday night. Yes. Right. Thank <laughs> fuck. Friday Jesus Christ. Night. Anyway, uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. We've had an awful lot of subscribers. We know we're a brand new sort of podcast, and it really, really does help all the people who are liking and subscribing. We really do appreciate we'll it. Take so your comments you. on board, and we'll uh, yeah. mm-hmm. we'll look to to get you all involved yeah. at some point. With this show that we've got planned today, there's going to be loads of scope for you guys to really get involved. So, um, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. So, like I say, if you can uh, drop us a like. And please subscribe to the channel if you if you're a football fan, and we'll keep this content coming. Without further ado, uh, rather than a Jew, which is what I normally say, um, here's a word from our sponsor, Sport Memorabilia Framing Company. So the guys down at Sports Memorabilia knocked this up in about half an hour from start to finish. Um, they're based in Team Valley, so the local. Please give them a follow. We'll leave all the links in the description. Um, they ship worldwide as well been going a long time they've got a great history got all sorts of products and the prices are the most competitive on the market as well and the you know a great response to this podcast already sell to a couple of uh, premier league we players. can't name yeah. but a few premier yeah. league players already and ex premier league players yeah um they're the, they're the best they're the best at what they do they really are um so we're really excited to have them on board and sponsor us um, so there is that. I'll this is for our Sunday League team as well. Like this, look how beautiful this kit is. Yeah. And this was done and start to finish in, in half an hour. Fan, quickly say as well because they are absolutely sick. All the football stuff is top notch. But if you're a boxing fan as well, yeah. sports memorabilia, the boxing stuff is just insane. They've as got well. signed Muhammad Ali gear, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson UFC they've, fighters. They've got all sorts of pre- yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you actually you know Brazilian football teams, England football teams. Yeah, they've it's got sick. signed. You name it, they've, they've basically yeah. got it. And coming up to Christmas, I know it's been a tough year, but. If you've got any sort of ideas for loved ones, definitely give them a look at. Um, if you want to get some sort of thing framed, they do the just framing option as well, but they've got so much sports memorabilia in, in, in store. Uh, definitely worth a shout. Awesome. Okay, so we are going to get on to last week's results, and we're going to see how everyone's done and give you an update on the table. But before we do that, it's important to know that I, myself, and Brett have both got forfeits. Now... This isn't a, I'm not opting out of doing it, but we still haven't got the right hair dye. It's just one of those things. I mean, I really do want to do it, um, but we just haven't got around to it yet. However, we have got the stuff for your forfeit. You have? We have. It's nothing out of character, though, you dyeing your hair, is it? No, no. I mean, my hair's literally just got back to its natural colour. They've never dyed a ginger, which is what you guys want, but... I don't know. I think I can dig out It's when photos. ginger, yeah, since, yeah. you know, he's go swimming. Uh, <laughs> Let's okay. get this forfeit on the go. We've got Brett's forfeit first. We also will have someone picking out a uh, forfeit based on this week's results. So, Brett's forfeit, if you want to run back last week, what he picked. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I open it and read it? No. <clears throat> get rid of these. Which one is this? 
Show the camera. What the fuck? What is it? What is it? Tablespoon of spirulina. Ooh. So that's his forfeit. He's got to have a tablespoon of spirulina, yeah. which, if you're not familiar with it, um, it's really nice. Uh, I don't like the enthusiasm in his voice. <laughs> so we've got a big spoon. It is a pretty substantial tablespoon as well. Um, as well as I've got a big mouth. Yeah. And we're going to just get a little tablespoon of this spirulina powder. Have a little look at that. Is that a um, horse's spoon? It's fucking massive. It is massive. Yeah. It's like a little. It's, I use it for me. Uh, <laughs> if we ever have punch, this is the one I use. But uh, it is a big spoon. This is very green bread. This office is quite clean. So can you keep it in your mouth? This forfeit is you have to have a tablespoon. I'm not going to have it too heaped, but you just want to put it in your mouth, swallow it, and you, you can, because we're fair, have a glass of water. Are you after. just trying to be nice, so you know. I, I am know. nice. So that's not just charcoal. Grab it careful because it is careful, careful. quite powdery. Go on, Brett, you've got right. this. Oh, it fucking stinks. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've got it. On the count of three, right? <laughs> just, on, just get it down. Cough all over me. You won't, you won't. It's alright. It's quite I'm easy. You just have to. Just... Come on, Brett. You've got it. Naked, you have to drink. Naked, red. Where are you going? No, no. Brett, no. What you, you have to drink it. You have to do it again. No, no. Oh. Brett, you have to neck it, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, you're okay. You okay? <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't breathe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. A few moments later. Excuse? Mate, when I walked through the bathroom, I was literally having to put my hand in my throat <laughs> to just scrape what was in like a corner of my cheeks because it was just stuck. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles, mate, and I'm really sorry it had to happen to you, but it did. Um hey. happened to you. So anyway, look, let's crack on. He's still alive, thankfully. Um we do need to get through last week's results. So let me quickly read you guys them. So Leeds were at home, they got beat 2-1 from West Ham. Wolves were at home, they got beat 1-0 from Aston Villa. Newcastle won at home against West Brom 2-1. My United, Man City was a pure stalemate, 0-0. Everton won 1-0 against Chelsea. Southampton won 3-0 against Sheffield United. Crystal Palace and Tottenham both drew 1-1. Fulham and Liverpool drew 1-1. Leicester won 3-0 against Brighton at home and Arsenal got beat at home from Burnley. So that was this uh, week's results. The league table before this, uh, the Premier League packed the table in, in terms of the predictions. We do this every week. A correct score equals three points. Uh, a correct result equals one point. Uh, a wrong result equals fuck all. Um, Brett was leading. He was on 57 uh, I was second on 54, and Tom was third on 50. Now, this week, this is how they've went. So, Brett, you got eight points. I got five points, and Tom Ryan got four points. So, Tom, you've lost again, mate. Ooh. That takes this uh, the table. Now, Brett's pulling away again on 65. I'm on 59. You're on 54. 
So it's still it's quite oh, yeah. contested, it's like, but uh, I'll give this a little shaky shake for you. Um, you've already had some famous sort of losses already. If we can roll those clips of Tom, it's with me, Tom Hackett, <laughs> Brett Maher, and uh, Chris Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> to Premier League patter with me, Tom Hackett, Brett Maher, Tom Ryan in a fucking beautiful, beautiful shirt. So if this one can... The fake town was better. It was, yeah. Right. Not yourself, bro. Sake. Do you want to hand it to Brett and Brett will read it, or...? I hate this part. This one. What is He's it? He's 10 crackers with no water. Nice. That's all right. That's a good one. No, it's not. That's not too bad. Uh, it's, one of, it's one of the better ones. I think we'll all agree on that. Right? Yeah, 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 I suppose. I suppose I got that. off lightly there. Yeah. So, moving on, guys. This is the player of the week for this week. What's up? Ball decided as a team. <clears throat> There's a few contestants really for it, but we decided to go with Crystal Palace goalkeeper Vincente Guita. Guaita. Guaita. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, for a few reasons, really. I mean, he was at fault for their for their goal, potentially. But some of the some of the saves he made to keep Tottenham out were like unbelievable. From Eric Dyer's free kick, <coughs> the one from close range, Harry Kane's header, like top class saves. Yeah, world class saves, and I think it's good to show that world class players makes mistakes yeah. every football match. Yeah. <coughs> but a keeper one that gets highlighted huge, mm. but uh, enough made up for it. So yeah, I did. think it's good to show him some plaudit for a for a cracking game. Cracking uh, result, mate, yeah. as well, well against informed Tottenham. That's the thing, though. You got to think. There's a lot of teams, you know. If you're a goalkeeper, you make a mistake more than likely nine times out of ten, it's going to lead to a goal. Yeah. So, <clears throat> from uh, you know, come back and have a strong performance mm -hmm. after the mistake. Yeah. Shows sure that he's got yeah. his head. Because yeah. yeah. your, your players, everyone's looking at you. The crowd, it, 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 there's much more emphasis on a mistake from a keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to try and overcome that must be hard. A mental battle as well. But yeah, mm. if it was, they were like three world class saves that stick in my mind. So yeah, yeah, exactly. fair, pl fair so play. So you can him. argue that the, the one that he conceded. It obviously should. cost him a goal but realistically if he hadn't made the other saves they wouldn't have got any points and he yeah. ended up coming away with one yeah, exactly. so, uh, so he you know he wins that fair and square and now it's time for <coughs> this week's goal of the week now oh, again there were a few contenders Tom was adamant it was Dwight Gale that cross from Jacob Murphy is fucking beautiful by the way yeah, great goal. Bullet header. Potentially slight bias on your behalf, but uh, mm. it is up there. We've went with and we've decided <coughs> that this week's goal of the week is <coughs> Hammers Madison. <laughs> Hammers Madison. James Madison, uh, a bit of individual brilliance, um, a poor Brighton display, but top quality. That's what he's all about. Um, two feet. Just curls it in with his left foot, yeah. weaker foot. It's fantastic goal. <laughs> anyway, moving the fuck on. Uh, <laughs> this is how the Premier League table is looking. Have a little look at, look at this table. Um, top, obviously, it's getting contested this weekend with Liverpool versus Spurs. Uh, the top two. Tottenham is st still ahead on goal difference because they've conceded so little goals, mm -hmm. really. Um, and you've got Liverpool, Leicester, Southampton. Chelsea have dropped off a little bit. They could have went joint top with the result this weekend as well, which, you know... Definitely points missed. The middle of the table, you've got some quality teams in there as well, especially with like Man City starting to creep well, back up. Um, Arsenal, 15th. Leeds, it should be noted, Leeds and Wolves are also on a little bit of a, a decline, especially Leeds. The goals have dried up a little bit, which effectively renders them a little bit uh, more incompetent. Um, and then Burnley have pulled out the bottom three with a fucking amazing result. Fulham have done well as well to, to drag themselves away. And West Brom... 
are still down there, but Sheffield United are well, completely. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, on the brink. I mean, like they, they've got to pick up a single point well, after twelve games. Looking at this projected rate, if their form is anything to go off in these opening twelve games, yeah. If it, if the next, you know, following fixtures, they're probably projected to finish on four points. I just want to say yeah. that made Pearson, I called it second season syndrome. I said it for Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Start, you said that from the start yeah. on this podcast as well. I think the thing is, right, obviously, on their current form, they're definitely going down without a shadow of a doubt. But the fixture congestion over Christmas may play in their favour, it may not. But with two or three fixtures, they can actually pull themselves out of the relegation scrap. And they've got, you know, some winnable games coming up so it'll be interesting to see again they, they could have picked up points in the week gone but I mean it's another game missed and if, if they don't pick up points in the next couple of games it, you think that they're going to be completely adrift you can understand you know you can maybe sympathise with them if they're scoring goals but they're not scoring goals yeah. they're conceding goals they're not taking chances ultimately if, if they've picked up one point out of 12 and lost 11 I think it's poor recruitment. <coughs> you spent they spent a lot of money on Sander Burge, spent, spent a lot of money on um, Brewster, Ryan Brewster, and Oliver McBurney. You're talking about sixty million for those three players, fifty to sixty million, and they've not came up with the goods as of yet. But look, there's still time yet. Weirder things have happened. But let's move on. Look, let's yeah. move on to this week's talking points. So, firstly, we've got the Premier League Christmas schedule. Is it good? Is it crazy? Throughout time, every manager, even Alex Ferguson, and you know, predates even him. Everyone, every manager's always complained about the the fixture build up around Christmas. Is it ever going to change, or what? Or what? What? I mean, well, what's your? Where do you stand on it? Where do, Where do you squeeze them extra games in as the season goes on? I mean, the season's at a late start now, but in a normal season, it's still the same. The season goes on like there's there's no other way. For it my, to be squeezed in. My argument would be if you get rid of some of the international uh, breaks. International yeah, breaks. Yeah. But having said that, though, I understand exactly where managers are coming from with this. I do get their point. I know players' potential safety with you know playing so many games and whatnot. But as a fan, I love it, me. I think it's, it's proper chaos. I know at the minute I can't go to the stadium, but I used to love having to get up, cold days, going through the snow to play whoever... Probably normally getting beat because I'm a Newcastle fan, but it, I, I love the chaos of like five, six games yeah. towards the end of the year, personally. But um, I get the manager's argument, uh, and most other top European leagues do have that winter break. Mm. Um, maybe it would give her an extra advantage in Europe if we did. But I don't know. This is where it's going to swing because if you then maybe put them fixtures spread into another part of the... It just means another week's going to be congested in the league. Mm. I think they need to just bite the bullet, get on with it. At the end of the day, they're, they're paid to play football. And like it's not as if they have to like yeah, know, go and work over yeah, jobs. And true. the whole reason of having a twenty-five man squad is to be able to adjust to situations like this. True, but the the way that some fixtures are piled back to back, yeah, like you don't need a degree in physiology to to know that it's very dangerous and it's risking unnecessary injuries. And that's where the players are coming from. Players have got a lot more power than they did twenty years ago. But if I'm a player now. I am thinking, well, fuck, I'm going to tear a hammy. I'm, I'm playing, I've played 10 games. No, sorry, I've played five games in like two weeks. Like even Sunday league level, mate, you, you're pushing it. And these are top athletes, but they're, they're, there's very fine margins and they have to be performing to the best of their ability. And quite frankly, some of the gaps between fixtures just don't simply allow for it. So it actually leads to quite maybe, poor games Maybe as well. it's a way to break it up. You could just easily dedicate 
one or two weeks where you have that midweek game throughout the season yeah. and that, that does it two or three weeks where you go okay <coughs> this week you're going to play Saturday Wednesday Saturday yeah. um, I like your idea of maybe the international breaks because yeah. I, I think it's the beginning of November and there's one in September mm. they should probably cup them out well that's pointless is Nation League pointless yeah. I mean they, they're just glorified friendlies anyway yeah um, but, but some people know. are some people love international football still and some people are proud to play for it, for their country. It actually puts some players on the international stage which I think a lot of Premier League footballers really want. I don't think they argue about the international breaks because they want to play for their country, a lot of them. What I would say is, look, I don't think you can do anything with them. There's only so many days in the year. There's, there's 20 teams, so you've got to get through at least 38 fixtures plus cup competitions plus European competitions if you're in them. The only way to sort of supplement that and make it easier on the players is to have a... T maybe maybe not throughout the full season, I think, but maybe from December to the end of January, you do allow for the extra two subs. Then no one's really going to ask, be asked nah, about I that. Don't, I don't like that idea. You don't? Nah, nah. It's too many subs. I've been through it. It's like it's exhibition football at that point. Five well, subs, you change <clears> half your outfield team. It's a different fucking team well, you're watching by the end of the game. For me, this is where you use that... Yeah game management of but, your squad but, but what's, your what, squad. what's worse though to actually see a key player get injured and then ruled out mm. for the rest of the season and it, it, you know if Callum Wilson yeah. imagine you guys are in a relegation scrap yeah, he gets injured now and he, no no wait, wait, he pulls a hammy tears it off mm. and it is probably down to the, the mm. amount of games he's playing the little rest that he's having and he's got pull, uh, he's tore his hamstring like a proper grade 3 yeah. tear or whatever and he's out for the rest of the season you guys go down and it could have been avoided well, potentially, yeah. You could say it's a build-up of games. I'd like to see what the stats are on how many people are actually injured during these period and out for the rest of the season. I know that so far in the season, there's yeah. more injuries than there's ever been in the Premier League season yeah. at this yeah, point. Yeah, but we're coming off the back of coronavirus and <coughs> not training yes, properly. Yeah, it's and, definitely and, a fact. And, and, and we're yeah. playing differently. For me, uh, I don't know. It's been this way for years. I can't remember you know, a team being so massively impacted by it. Um, there probably is a few extra niggling injuries, but you've got big squads. I enjoy, I enjoy this period of football well, you've got um, big squads though so why only ever be using 14 players on a match day that, I, I think I think I think it's in case of injuries I mean so then you've got more of a selection in case it plays out just because you have a, you know a 25 man squad I think it mean. takes away from the game yeah if you were having that many subs it takes away from the competitive edge of the game you could I'll argue that they have to be made within three substitution windows yeah, I like do you know when idea. they brought in three subs 1992. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't even that far ago that that happened. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it was yeah, it was 30 years nearly. They, they know what the season is. Every t every year you're signing for a Premier League team. You know you're going to play them games through winter. What do you want to do? Then okay, then don't play. It's not that. The, it's, not that mate, yeah. it's not that players don't want to play either. It's just you're risking unnecessary injuries to players mm. who are worth. In excess of like, but they're just the the cool down on the the training. That's what they kind of tend to do during that. Point. Well, that's the whole idea of why you have the human squad, body can't. squad rotation. These players are on three hundred grand a week. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and don't I, say they don't deserve it because they train every day for the fucking whole life. I actually think the quality of the games and the, the quality of the performance on individual players goes down quite a bit as well. Well, that's for quite a few. Yeah, I think because you just can't play at the top level six times in three weeks you just can't well would you now n wish there was no football on for two weeks for you no I'm not saying that look I, that's, I, what I the, that's what the no, break is it's I'm not saying that there's no anything football. I'm not saying that there's anything to change with the fixtures I'm mm -hmm. just saying 
these people, like these teams, have got squads of 25 yeah. fit and ready players. Why not just allow? You can still have the seven subs, but why not just allow for one or two extra subs over Christmas? It just, mm. it's yeah. common sense. And you can't prove that it's bad or good until it's really tried. And the whole thing about it, stop starting the game too much and changing the game, like, it's not anything on VAR. Like, it's really not to mm. make a quick substitution. I, I just think it's strange to have a period of rules that change over There's a, a period of well, time in a season but, but, uh, but, yeah. but one sec though mate like there's a lot of instances where players of this season I don't know the exact stat off the top of my head but where teams have used the allocated three subs and then someone's went down injured and had to play on and like yeah. Jota but that, Jota's uh, now yeah, out but till February but that happened yeah when they only had two subs and that I mean that can happen it's the rules of the game I mean, if you want to change the rules to five subs, I just think it dilutes the game. Yeah, but, but that that can happen. In you can, have, you can yeah. make three subs and then two players get sent off. Okay, one sec. You know Would you mean? argue you that three yeah. subs is too much? No. So in nineteen ninety two, I'm guarantee or ninety one, ninety two when it came into play, I'm guarantee I guarantee that there was people in with the same opinion as yourself, saying it's mm. gonna break up the game too much. And it's proven it really hasn't, and I think it'll be quite similar. Well well maybe, maybe, but you literally, if you make five subs, you've literally changed half your outfield lineup. It's that seems too much for me. That's I, I've been to friendlies where they haven't done that. It, it's it's too could, it's exhibition could, football. Uh, maybe for me, another think. way they could do it is you have the game that's on Boxing Day. You've got a game that's just before New Year's Eve, and then you have the one on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe not take that one out before New Year's? It day. does seem all, it does seem mad no. congested. I just enjoy it what, as a fan. Just take make. I don't think it's, mate, why not take two of the fixtures out and then put them on on like a Wednesday? I think that you would could be short, you could shorten the summer break potentially. That's the only other thing around it. But players deserve a summer off as well potentially. Yeah. But I don't know. Look, if I had the answers, I'd it, be working for the FA or whatever else. It is um, like a tough one to decide on because well, I think. It, well, other leagues, other leagues have got the have worked it out because they do do that international break. We can do it. Um, I'm not against the if winter we break. Do, you mean? The winter break, yeah. sorry. Well, I'm not against if we change it. They do it and they do do that. They just have a week where that and they extend one week on the summer. And that is all it takes. Mm. Um, but they've got to come together and fucking do that. It, while, whilst they haven't, I, I'm just sick of people whinging whilst that is the rules. Until change that. And if it's that way next season, then happy days. There's no complaints. But, but for now, you know, you're playing tonight, you're playing tomorrow, and you're going to play Boxing Day and you're going to mm-hmm. play whenever else. And you've got to. Man City are in the same boat as fucking Chef United, you know what I mean? Nobody's got an advantage here. That's the one thing I do like about it. It gives the lower teams a chance to pick up. It's happened for us quite a few times when we were in the Prem. I, I don't think it's about maybe teams the other have, way around. But I don't think it's about teams having an advantage over other teams. I don't think that's the case because even Sheffield United have got a pretty capable squad of at least 20 players. So it's not going to really affect them any better or worse. All I'm saying is, in terms of players' safety and unnecessary injuries, mate, injuries are shit, especially to key players. You look at Van Dyke and that sort of thing. And like, we all want to see these the, the best players in the world play. And if injuries can be avoided, then they should be, or they should be attempted to. I don't think it's, uh, you know. The, the bit that seems strange is that Boxing Day, then two days later, you play in again. Right? That, that does seem strange. But I think New Year's Day is a stupid one as well. But the thing is, players like Messi at Barcelona, when the Champions League thick and what it's been doing this season where they've been playing it in amongst the season, these players have already been playing three times in fucking seven days anyway. Yeah. Then there's nothing changing for the top teams. Like Barso, They've been playing three Barso times play a week like since this season started and they're all our reach. Mm-hmm. Van Dijk got injured from a tackle off Pickford. He didn't get injured through fatigue in his legs. No, no, no. no. So, yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 
Well, look, I, I like what it. do you guys think? What, yeah. Let us know where, where, the, where you guys the stand. Sorry, the winter break or not? Yeah, I don't know. Or do we introduce this thing where, even if it's just for a certain period of time, like a window, yeah. where between where the games are at their thickest and their most uh, frequent, you have this window where even if it's one extra sub, I think it can go a long way to help and uh, people uh, players avoid uh, unnecessary injuries. But look, let us know what you guys think. It's a it's a topic of debate anyway. So, um, look, moving on. Arsenal. What what's going on with them? Like, look, they're they're falling further and further down the league. Yeah. At the start of the season, I'd say four or five games in, we're probably looking at them as top four contenders, tight at the back. If you remember, all of us actually were saying, yeah, they're looking all right. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. looking quite good. Arteta's the man. Yeah. Well, that was a static uh, scene over the weekend. Uh, Arsenal have lost now four home games in the league in a row. Uh, that's the f- last time that happened was 1955. Fuck. Yeah. Do you remember look, that, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, They've got they, the worst form Mal- in the league Malcolm apart McDonald's from Sheffield. Just sold him. <laughs> um, got the worst form in the league apart from Sheffield yeah. United at the minute. In the last five games, they've only picked up a single point out of a possible 15. Um, look at that lack of goals. The lack of goals Ten is goals. concerning, mate. It's very you, concerning. In a team with Aubameyang and Lacazette, how the fuck aren't you scoring yeah. goals? And even in Ketia, you could argue. I mean, he's... What? And they are that young lad, <coughs> Saka or something. Saka, yeah. I, I watched the game against Burnley on Sunday, and I tell you what, it it's moments of madness that's costing Arsenal. It's stupid mistakes. Is it though? I mean, they should be putting uh, more than yeah, one. Yeah, they, they should be putting teams like Burnley to the you know to the sword. But you know, players like Granite Jacker, he's been at the club long enough. He should be you know he's had moments of madness, but. For him to get sent off in the way he did, it's was, his, was his stupid. temperament's always been a question. question yeah. When things are going good, he's a player that you want in your team. When things are not going so you good, want you want him as far away as your squad as you want because he's gonna he's gonna exacerbate everything. I think also without heaping all the the negative sort of stuff on Arsenal, it's it's right that we actually speak about how Burnley have done in the last two fixtures yeah. alone. They've had yeah. Everton. And Arsenal, which on paper are difficult games for a team like Burnley, and they should have got all three points against Everton. They could have already been, you know, well further away, and they could have actually overtaken. Well, Arsenal you look at their almost. form; they're uh, they've only lost one in the last five. Yeah, Burnley, they're they're sort of creeping back mm-hmm. in there. You know, it's they've, they've they've got some structure back. I think they've really they've really sort well, of they have got uh, Ben May and Tarkowski back as well, which yeah, they which didn't we, have at yeah. the start of the season. Yeah, of course. They've still got a massive lack of goals. Apart from Sheffield United, they've scored the least in the league. They've only scored six. And they have to... They've, they've got a game in hand as well. They've got a game in hand over Arsenal. So they can really claw themselves away from the relegation zone. But it's 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 right that we speak about... I don't think we ever wrote Sean Dyche off. I think it seemed like their team was a little bit out of ideas. They needed some new players to freshen the whole place up. But come January, I'm sure that he's got a few uh, a few targets in mind. Um, okay, can we just summarise this quickly because we can For speak Arsenal. about Arsenal forever. Where, where we At the end of the season, where do you predict they're going to be? I think they're probably going to... The way that league is at the minute, it's only going to take three or four results for them to claw themselves back into mm-hmm. that little contention of teams. Uh, realistically, if Arteta does keep his job, I think... To come back from this, I'd say eighth's probably is a good finish for them. I think they, for them, it'll be more just about playing good football because they're not really playing that either. There's no yeah. hunger or desire from them. Watching them, it's it's a different Arsenal team from the the team that finished the the season in the FA Cup. 
they, they look a shadow of themselves at the minute. Mm. Well, look, it's worthy. It's it's noteworthy to say that between first place Tottenham and Liverpool joint on twenty five points. There's only eight points separating them and thirteenth place Wolves. So it is early days. It is quite tight. No team's really running away with it. So the, everyone's, you know, having hit and miss weeks. The, the, the league is quite tight. They can't pull away from it soon. I actually think, I think they will turn it around. But I, I think you're right. I think about eighth place finish, seventh or eighth. Maybe just if they sneak into Europa League, I think that'll be considered a big success and have a good cup run. But I can't see anything special from this team because quite simply, party's going to need time to get... Um, introduced to the team and about their style of play in the actual Premier League and I just don't see enough backbone in their team to be honest yeah. I don't and see them finishing any higher than that no I don't, I don't. Um, there's too much of a there's too much quality in the league yeah that and they've, 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 it's the old problems they look soft they look a soft touch yeah again through the centre of the park, they're just they're just weak and um, desire as well, mate. I don't see them clawing any higher than that. I see them actually maybe finishing tenth, even bottom half for the mm. first time potentially. There's no energy from them. I honestly, it's it's frustrating it's because of how good they were at finishing last season to what we're watching now. It's well, I don't know if there's something going on behind closed doors. It just it looks a bit weird. Aubameyang signed that new contract and he just looks. Yeah, that was the whole talking yeah. point in the summer. Well, the sort of summer after the where the last season finished. Like, if Aubameyang signs this contract, this could be the biggest part of their season. They just won the cup, and you think from there they're going to kick on. He's playing on the left wing. Arteta knows his stuff, and I'm sure they're going to they're going to turn around. But time's not on your hand on your side these days. You don't get much time, especially at a team like Arsenal. He needs some time, but whether he gets it or not is a different question. Yeah. Um, so we're all thinking roughly the same. Um, okay, moving on, guys. Sheffield United. We've already spoke about them. They've scored the least goals in the league. They've got minus 16 goal difference already. On, the, on current form, they'd be lucky to get four points by the end of the season. They're on a single point, and they're not showing any signs of turning that round. Now, they have invested in the squad. What Can they avoid relegation? They need. I work out they need about thirty-seven points <laughs> in the yeah. next in the next twenty-something games. It isn't looking very good, is it already? Like, no. I mean, in it, you look at the teams around them. I expect Fulham, Burnley, Brighton all to pick up points. West Brom look capable of nicking points here and there, so that's what kind of writes them off. Mm -hmm. Even if they pick up form, you you need the other teams to start getting beat because mm. they're already seven points off fucking third bottom. So well, I, I don't, I can't, I, I don't know how they get out of it at the minute. They, they haven't got goals in the team. A key decider for Sheffield last year was home form, and there's no home games at the minute. Like the odd two thousand fans that have been uh, introduced in the southern uh, parts of the the country, the southern teams has definitely helped, and players will be mm -hmm. sort of buoyed by that and having fans there, which they haven't had all year. But there's no real home games like there used to be. There's yeah. not quite 30,000, 40,000 home fans screaming at you. Um, it's just not the same thing. So that is what helped them a great deal last season. Um, it was a hard, tough place to go. You haven't got that this year. Um, we'll say about them, it's, it's not, I'd say the team that don't create many chances going forward, no. and then when they do get chances, they're fluffing them. For the money they've spent on the players they've got, they need to be more cut throat. Yeah. Even if they get... Like, you wouldn't be concerned if they were scoring goals. Like uh, we've said this, if they were scoring goals and giving teams hard-fought games, 
or the not? The not. I don't think the players have signed are good enough. Unfortunately, they don't. No, I they, think they, poor they recruitment. Look, they look championship level I, players that they've spent all that money on. That's, that's Sander Burge, mate. I think he's probably he's, he could be a key point, like a key player for them if they are to have a fight this season. But like he's, you say, he was poor this for, week. Gone. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I, I don't think it's just single players. I think it's a whole. I think the standard player. this year, honestly, I don't. I don't know if the standards got better, but it's definitely got more equal. Like it's a bit more of a level playing field for teams. Like we've seen it. Like even with the Burnley result, like you're not surprised by any results. Like Aston Villa, uh, Aston Liverpool. Villa and Liverpool, Man City and um, and Leicester, West Brom and nearly beating Chelsea. Like all teams are open. So, but they're they're out of that sort of. The, that I would be surprised if they picked up a point or two um, in the next couple of games. So I think that we all going down. They're, yeah, they're going down. Side. I like Chris so Wilder. It'll I take like, something special. They're a good, honest team, but I can't. I don't no, think they've got enough. I can't mates. see it. And if they do, it'll be a fucking amazing. At the, at the minute, I can't see if they if their next two games were West Brom and Fulham, in Burnley or whatever. I couldn't. I can't see them beating them. No. no. So yeah, it's not looking good. It's not okay. Quick question: Who do we think is going to be top come New Year's Day after the first lot of fixtures on New Year's Day? Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Big Tot- game this weekend, which we're going to come on to. But you saying Liverpool? What about you? Tottenham or Leicester? Tottenham or Leicester? I think. Liver- Gotta say one. Leicester. Leicester. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Who you know you what? I'm going to go Tottenham. I think Tottenham. I think Tottenham. I think Tottenham. I kind of want Tottenham. I mean, yeah. I mean to yeah. be honest, but um, uh, yeah, okay. What? I, I, ju- I just think <coughs> Jose Mourinho. He's just one manager of the month. Um, I wonder if that's because they're top and haven't been beat for fucking ages. <laughs> it <laughs> is, could but be that. but it, I think honestly, in my lifetime, I've never seen a Tottenham team look. They're always the team that are going to put the. Well, they look gonna, solid. Yeah, oh. they're going to put the pressure on, but they'll never. They've never really came close to mounting any sort of Premier League um, title hope at all. The, they the, haven't. The they've, close, had, they've had good teams, yeah. but they've always. They've not been anywhere near as consistent. When I watched them this weekend. They'll come second under Poch. There was one season. Oh, the, yeah. the season Leicester won it. I think the season Leicester won yeah. it. They finished third. Yeah. I think that was the closest they could have yeah, 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 ever yeah. winning yeah. it. Yeah. But they haven't looked like they look so complete. And when I'm looking at their team, yeah, they dropped points this weekend. They should be top. It was a, a, an amazing performance by Crystal Palace to stay in the game. A um, little bit lethargic from Tottenham, but. Sorry, he, that was your yeah. Um, but when I watch them, every single player knows their role. Yeah. And Jose Mourinho's got the, oh, drilled, drilled into them. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, Eric Dyer has been quite difficult to manage, I imagine. But now he looks so astute. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Mourinho he plays a simple ball. Well. Yeah, he yeah, does. He does. Yeah, he does. And I, I just think if they keep this going over this period, they'll go to the New Year top. They've got every chance of winning the league, you seriously. Know, you know, when Mourinho sort of f- fell for Dyer and decided, yeah, he's in my squad all the time, yeah. when he jumped into the fucking crowd to chin that kid for having a word at his brother because yeah. they needed some fight. He was yeah. telling them every week. He's got to be nastier. You've got to get brutal. You And There's I think after that, instead of bollocking him, he was like, no, nah, I would have done the same. He's talking about me, brother. Yeah. And he went, right, I've got somebody out who fucking grabbed him by the balls. So, yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's turned them into a team of winners. Yeah, yeah. And, and they do the dirty stuff, the foul people well. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, when you turn away. Yeah, and, and people like Lloris and the, the argument he had with Sun, and when they went off down the tunnel at half time, yeah, when he wasn't good. tracking it's his good. man, like you want to demand loss from your players. Yeah. The top teams have done that. Uh, they don't want to be a team of nice the, guys and they've the, changed that a little yeah, bit yeah they never had that dirty side and um, well n- not that little 
clever dirty. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Can we just say, do you not think it'll be a weird season if Tottenham won it and Arsenal got relegated? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. I mean, I was thinking that before how far down they are, but I can't see them going down. I've seen it on Arsenal TV. There's a kid uh, getting interviewed. He sat there like this and say, "What do you think of that performance?" And he says, uh, "Oh well, look, uh, it was a terrible performance, and uh, it's days like this. I'm really glad I'm blind." <laughs> the, the, do you know the best thing about today is the fact that I couldn't see any of it because I'm blind. So <laughs> fucking brilliant. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, okay, well, look, yep. that's what we think. Uh, l- again, let us know what you guys think. It's it's pretty open, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's got different opinions. Um, we've got one more talking point, and we're going to move on to this week's games, um, the midweek games. Okay, we've talked about VAR. We all know I fucking hate VAR. It has got some good points, and it has worked, but it needs revised. But this is one thing that I just, it's a real pet hate of mine. We're going to talk about Pogba's agent. Now, before the Man United derby, their biggest game of the the season, Mino Raiola's came out and said to the press, or said to whoever, I don't know how these things get leaked, but he's came out and says that Pogba doesn't want to be there a day before. Now, I don't know what Man United can do differently, but... I honestly think it comes out the, the comes out the player. I, I don't think Man United can. They, they know their stance and they're, they're stuck with this player. He's in a contract. Mm. He's got an agent. I think it's down to. Do you know if you're Paul Pogba and you're in my team, right? And I hear that shit. I don't think it's anything to do with Edward Woodward or Edward Woodward 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 Woodward. Mm. I don't think it's anything to do with him. I don't think it's anything to do with the manager. Really, I think it's everything to do with the players around you. I'd be saying Paul. You fucking sack him, or I'm gonna bin you, and everyone else is gonna bin you this for, for until you do it in training. Well, you'd like him to come out and fucking say something, wouldn't but you? Like you, he's you, a fucking asshole, yeah. it's full of shit. I'm right behind well, the team. You want the you want the players to say, Paul, but, sort your fucking agent out. The problem is, we, we all know. I think it, it's apparent on his face and his attitude that I don't think he gives a fuck where he is. Mino Raiola, you are a fat, horrible bastard. Please fuck off, right. you slimy fuck. I hate agents, and you're the worst of them. Well, I think that's what the Sorry, annoying part is about it. I don't, oh, care, I don't care too much because I hate Pogba as well. I'm on you. So. I think Pogba, like, over <laughs> the last month, made in heaven. fuck them all. Pogba's, like, started to, like, come into some good form over this last month. He started to, like, yeah, he play was, better. And now you're saying that for an agent to come out and say that before a derby. Like, I, there's no need for it. Like, he's an agent. He's not, like, anything to do with the actual game itself. He's, he's there to, to manage a player. He shouldn't have a say. Like, if... It's not for him to come out and say he wants to leave. It's down to Paul Pogba. And it, it two is, sentence, Tom, right? And if a, if an agent's coming out and saying that, if I was the manager of that team and I've got a player's agent saying it, like, sack them or you'd be training with the under-23s until you decide. Yeah, because I, I think it's, it's disrespectful indivi- yeah. to the club. Well, it is. And I think it's individual accountability. Like I say, that wouldn't have happened under Fergie. Fergie <laughs> would have said, well, unless you want us to make your life a fucking living hell <laughs> and all the players who back me to make your life a living hell... You get him fucked off, and you get part of this team. That is the that's the well, be all and end all. Do you, do you really think if Paul Pog was playing in a team with you know, say Wes Brown, John O'Shea, Roy Keane? No, no one's allowed that. If, yeah. if, if Roy He's Keane had one of his teammates, agents, everyone like would that, demand that from him. Roy Keane would be slapping Paul Pogba about, saying like, "What are you doing? You know, get get a grip, mate." The, the fi- problem they've got as well is who uh, you know when you know this is his agent, which team wants him? 
He, he's, he's trouble. Okay, he has got ability. We know that. He's a fucking World Cup winner and he can play class. He said he has been playing better. Yeah. But who wants that around your squad? Why do you want to put that into a top team where you've got an agent like that or that player? So, man, you are in a shit situation. Can I be honest as well, though? I think there's 20 better centre mids in the league. Yeah, Not just yeah. on form. Yeah, yeah. I think overall ability... Overall um, application, hundred percent for work rate, mate. Well, work rate. Look, if he's got a, play, a manager f- like on top of him, he does. He can play well, but he's he's not the player that he hasn't proved to be the player that they've, they've paid money for. I also think he was very overhyped in Italy. Maybe that's where the agent fees come in because he was overhyped. He had a good time in Juventus, but he wasn't week in week out top performance nine out of ten. He'd be hit and miss. Yeah. So maybe that's just the player he is. I think everyone jumps it, on the hype train of him. If they can cash in again January, I would. It, it's, they should have done it a couple of years ago when they had the chance. Um, I know yeah, they're different players, but Bruno Fernandes yeah. is honestly 10 times the player that we, Pogba is. We do also seem to forget he's a World Cup winner. Yeah, I know, but yeah. so is Momo Sissoko, mate. And he class. So is Momo Sissoko and he'd go missing against Sunderland. Like, do you know what I mean? Who taking them? Moussa Sissoko? Momo. Who? Momo Sissoko. Which one? Moose. There's so many fucking Sissokos. Well, Mo- Mo- Mohamed Sissoko. So many Triores. Mo- Mo- Sissoko was one that used to play for Liverpool. Oh, no, no, no. He's got, he's got a good Sissoko goal against us. is probably one of the fittest centre mids in the league. So? He's probably, he's he's probably been, having, 5, a, he's been having a good season as well, I think. Yeah, yeah but in Newcastle, he was fucking garbage. He's part of the reason they're when so... You sold on. When you sold him... How can you play garbage for Newcastle then get moved to Tottenham? One sec. When you sold him to Tottenham, what was it, 40 or 30 mil? 35 mil. You were like, fucking yes. Mm. I know you were. Every Jordy was. Because he he'd gave up on us. That yeah. was the thing. Um, he has been good for them. They've utilised them in the right way because they just use them as a. You can't hit a fucking barn door. He's just a battering ram. Yeah. If you put if you put him in the right, I mean, if you put him in centre mid and ask him to play like the Bruyne, you're fucked. You just use him as a battering ram. Kind of finishes to either. Just brings the ball up there. Yeah. Runs back, terrifies whoever's running at their goal. Uh, they're utilising them well. Yeah, they are. They player. are. Buds. Anyway, we've went totally yeah. off topic. Yeah. There. Okay. Look, Raiola in agents, they all just. Like I say, I think it's down to the players around them to, yeah, to just say. And I, I think Man United, I think players like Bruno Fernandes have got a lot more leadership than yeah. they've had, but they need more leadership around them to, to get rid of this sort of shit. Because I, I would be collaring them. I would be saying, Paul, your agent, we're a team here. We need to back our manager, Ollie, and we need to do as, as well as we can with the squad we've got. We need to be finishing Champions League. It's pivotal. We'll play for fucking Man United. You get your agent sorted and concentrate on your game. And if you don't want to play here, then I suggest you fuck off. You could colour him every that's week for his be. fucking haircuts alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Gee, I've got to stand next to you when they fucking move the camera along. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Literally, literally. Uh, look, well, that's this week's talking points. Yeah. Um, anyway. Some pretty uh, strong opinions there. This is a new section which we're going to be doing every week, and it's called Argue the Toss. Oh. Now, the format is pretty simple and pretty stolen, because um, I've seen it on TalkSport. But forget about that. We're going to give our own spin on it. Um, we've got two players, and these two guys this week are going to argue the toss of why their play is better. And we really want you guys to get involved, give your opinions on who you think's right and why. So, Brett, your player is... Rude van Nistelrooy. Tom, your player is? Robin van Persie. Right, both Dutch, both good goal scorers, both had great careers in the Premier League, but I'll give you, I'm going to give you the floor and I'm going to ask you to start us off on why you think van Nistelrooy is a better player. Quite simple. Uh, for a player who 
United kind of, you know, they went to sign him, I think it was 2000. Mm-hmm. It came down to it uh, that he had a knee problem. So Did season, he sign him with a knee problem? Uh, well, no. Th- uh, originally, they went to sign him for, I think it was eight and a half million uh, in 2000. They cancelled it because of, uh, he had like a problem with his cruciate ligament. Okay. Uh, season later, they signed him for 19 million. So it's a bit backwards why they didn't sign him a season <laughs> yeah. earlier. But for a player who apparently had these knee problems, to get 95 league goals in 150 league games, that, yeah. that's pretty scary for a player who you know, was carrying a knee injury for his five-year stay in England. True. He's the sixth highest goal scorer in uh, the Champions League. True. Oh. Which, that, which is a good shot for him. Okay, well, don't throw all your eggs at him. Yeah. Have you got any little egg nuggets for this? I've I got fucking loads. Oh, and drop one. I only need to say two things. All right, one, okay. that volley. Which one? Well, which one? Because he's got about you eight see, of those. You know which one? The one against Villa. The top, fucking half sees little body like that. Boom, fucking hits it. One against Charles. One sec. Run that clip first. It That's another one. And Percy making a trademark run again. Yeah, that was when he was in an Arsenal shirt. Or that diving header from about 22 yards that he put World in Cup as well. One, yeah. that, that or, thing. shit, this one. Do you remember this? I know you do, because we watched it. <laughs> I'd never seen this <laughs> skill prior. Yeah. The Emirates Cup against Inter Milan. He stood up. I can't yeah. remember their fullback. I know which he, one you mean. I'd never seen that Wasn't trick at that time. A ferocious effort. But Toldo has been in some great form. Doesn't even see. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so I rest my case. That goal is ridiculous. Van Nistelrooy so. can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that dodgy fucking knee. Yeah, true. No, but well, that, I've got that, a couple of stats. That wasn't you, his yeah. game, though, was it? Like no, individual. No, so- no, he was a he was a poacher and he he was a good player. But listen, a um, few stats on him: Netherlands all-time top scorer over over Van Nistelrooy, Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> and every other Dutchman who's ever lived. Yeah. Um, He's got more goals for ne- for Holland than Messi. Nearly a goal every game. 102 games for them, 50 goals. So that's pretty sweet. Golden boot twice in a row. Uh, when was that? 11-12 season and the following, 12-13. Yeah. 280. Was that one for Arsenal, one for United? It is, yeah. yeah. He got 35 in the season for um, Arsenal, which was their record as well. Um, in nice. a season, Premier League goals. Over Thierry Henry and the likes. Yeah. Yeah, can, can I just say, though, uh, Van Nistelrooy did also do that in his first season. How many? Uh, he, I think he got two golden boots in his first two seasons. Not bad. And he also pipped Thierry Henry. Right, yeah. he, he, he said, I think, though. He said, I think. No, he, he definitely he got it okay. his first okay. season. Okay. And on the last game of the season, he scored, I think it might have been a brace to get him a goal ahead of Thierry Henry. Okay. Two who, flukes, probably. Yeah. Who had the most natural goal scorer? Naturally, uh, in around the box, Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> he was a good poacher, like, uh, I would say that. Van Persie hit the ball hard as fuck I would say that he was a good striker both, the they both did but he there's something about a left footer anyway but mm. Van Persie certainly hit a clean ball yeah he certainly did yeah. I, well he set pieces I'll move you on to that because I know there's free kicks whatever else penalties, penalties. I've got I, I, I'm being unbiased here mm. and I'm on the fence have you got an argument to suggest that Van Persie's penalties are better than Van Roy's because his, his record is frightening mm. Pen- yeah. on the pen- from the penalty spot uh, no, my argument's based on that volley, that header, Dutch all-time top scorer, and 144 Premier League goals. Okay. Boosh. How many Premier League goals has Van Nistelrooy got? Do you know? I've just said he's got 95 in 150 games. Okay. In, I five, think he's in got, five years. He's got a better goals-to-game goals ratio. That is, that is true. He has. Um, he also assisted quite a lot more than people realise. Mm-hmm. 
Um, say as well, he's with him being the sixth highest goal scorer in Europe. He's got fifty six goals in seventy three European games. So that's his overall. That is crazy. But, but yeah, that is crazy. But yeah, and then that for Man probably. United in five years, he got thirty eight goals. We can both agree though; they've both got equally stupid names. <laughs> he's also like the second yeah. all time goal, like European goal scorer for United. Yeah, that's okay. And I think was Van Persie there for near enough the same amount of time. Yeah, uh, he had one season where he won that Golden Boot, and then they won the league, and then he was fucking pepper. Do you guys know what what team honors they've won? Cause yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I've got them. Uh, UEFA Cup with Feyenoord Community Shield with Arsenal <laughs> FA Cup um, One Just the one yeah um, He holds the club record goals for top score in a season That's actually what he got with Arsenal you know well, then it was runners up. Me. Runners up in the league, yeah. And he probably won as much in I one year at United. I was surprised actually that he hadn't, um, but it was during that period. Anyways, then he went to Man U, only won it once there. He was only there three seasons. His last two seasons always proper peppered with injury. Yeah. Then he went back to his boyhood club, Feyenoord, and his last season won the cup for them. So it's pretty epic. Nice little ending, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, and I'm I was assuming uh, you don't know his, his uh, team honours. Pro- I can probably imagine that, you know, he's, Picked up two Premier League titles with United. He probably won a La Liga with Real Madrid. Or one, or at least one. Yeah, and then he, he was part of a very good Real Madrid he won the team. Copa del Rey, Copa del Rey, Su- too. Spanish Super Cup. He's, he's FA Cups, Carlin Cups. You know, he's. <laughs> do, you, do you know initially why he got sold from United? Because of what he said about Cristiano Ronaldo. Apparently, he complained about Ronaldo holding onto the ball for too long and not giving it. Like that second quick. Fair argument at that Ronaldo time. Ronaldo yeah. start arguing with him. You know, what he turned around and said to him, "Go and cry to your dad." This was eight months after Ronaldo's dad had passed mm. away. Ronaldo interpreted that. Mate, the this is not helping your case. You meant to be arguing why he's a better yeah. player. Yeah, but to be honest, you could be an arsehole and still be a good footballer. Yeah, he's a fucking sounds like a no, prick now. You know what? Though after that, Van Persie rang Ronaldo and consoled him, <laughs> and. Uh, just made sure he was all right. Yeah. But and to said, make it up, if, he, if there's ever a debate, remember this. But <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say? Then after Van Persie done that, Van Nistelrooy went, went better and sent him a box of chocolates and flowers and said I'm sorry and took him to a movie date <laughs> to watch Love Actually and apologised to him. He's got a head like a fucking. Horse. We'll have to fact. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll have to fact check those last two things. I think. <laughs> but, uh, look, get, okay. Let's summarise this. Quickly with Add. with one sentence with why your player's better. You yeah. could turn a game on its head with one moment of brilliance. Okay, you can turn a game on its head with one moment of brilliance. No, you have to have your own, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just steal Brett. You turn two games in a row on the head with one moment of brilliance. <laughs> ah, that header, that volley. You've already seen. All right, well that's yours. I've, I've you know, one I've last done that. one last thing for him. Well, that was the whole point. Yeah, you no. had one last thing and you used it, so the argument's Fuck over. He's yeah. Dutch. All-time top scorer, right? Cliver, well, Nistel Roy, none of them <laughs> close. Let's leave it up to you guys. Comment <laughs> below. Who, who do you think's the better player? Get outside. Why do you think they're better? <laughs> um, I'm going to add my little two cents. I do think that Ruud van Nistelrooy, probably because I'm a bit older, perhaps part of a different generation, but I remember he was just unbelievable at the time. Um, I love Van Persie. I've even got Van Persie Arsenal top. It's kind of a bit of a glory hunter. But... Um, but for me, Ruben Van, uh, Van Estroy just, just tips it. But uh, look, good debate. The, the six o'clock kickoff to start us off is Wolves at home to Chelsea. Chelsea on the back of a bad result. I've went 4-0 Chelsea. Ooh. I've kept Timo Werner in my fantasy team, even though he's been shite. I think he's got to come good. I said the same last week. That's what I think. 
What do you think, Brett? I went 2-0 Chelsea. I think S- same this Wolves team on. This Wolves team's hit and miss. Chelsea playing bad good form. footy. I think it's, yeah. it's a game where Chelsea can have a bit of fun. They're missing Jimenez as well. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? I've went 2-1 Chelsea. I think it'll be more of a cagey affair, but I do think Chelsea having a bit too much and be determined to get back on track. Um, however, I do think it'll be closer than what you're you saying. Think? Okay, fair play. Just to quickly touch on it, I think Team of Werner... There's a, there's a key point to this game where it may be won or lost. I know that Semedo's banned, and I can't think of the, the best replacement. Maybe yeah. the <coughs> little Nori guy that the no he he plays yeah. left back, doesn't he? I can't think if they've got a good enough replacement for him at, at currently. So yeah. that may be. I know Werner plays out wide quite a bit, so that may be a key it's a good battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on. The eight o'clock kickoff <laughs> is Man City at home to West Brom. West Brom on the back of a bad result, not potentially a bad performance, but got beat from Newcastle. I've put 5-2 City, and I see Sergio... No, I don't. I see Raheem Sterling featuring heavily, and I see Kevin De Bruyne bagging a couple. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I went 3-0 City. Um, mind you, I keep saying they'll be comfortable every week. I thought they'd do that to Man U. That was a shite game, by the way. Yeah. But I do think this time they will. West Brom... It'll feel unlucky in the last few games. I haven't picked up more points, but yeah. uh, it's Man City. Yeah. I, I fancy them to do it fairly comfortably. 3 0. What about you? I went 4 0 City. West Brom, you know, aren't putting in bad displays, but this is a Man City team who will put them to the sword, ultimately. Yeah. Well, you say that. I want to quickly, very quickly touch on what your thoughts are, Tom. Because you've backed City heavily yeah. this season, and against Man United, I think you'd probably understand Man United's stance. And they would have been happy with a point potentially, or potentially not. I don't know. It's a derby, but I, I didn't expect Pep Guardiola's team to go out and yeah. play as negatively as they did. I was very disappointed in City. Um, man, you you can almost sort of expect it. They've been sort of hot and cold a lot that uh, in terms of the performance. A lot yep. they've been picking up the vi- uh, victories along the way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was a very strange game where you think is something actually up there because. Don't I expected City to really go at them, but they just didn't seem to have that spark. I, I don't really know what to say, and uh, maybe we'll see what they do tonight, but I, I was surprised they didn't yeah. go at them. I thought Man, you were yeah. there for the taking. It's a pretty, from a, it's a one-dimensional view of mine, but it could be a case of that. There's already a little bit of pressure on Pep Guardiola. Maybe it's pressure that he's putting himself, because they should be higher up, and they have dropped too many points, regardless. And maybe if they got beat off their rivals, it would have added even more pressure so he sort of snuck under the radar it has been a bad performance it's been a conservative performance but they have got a point they haven't been beat so and they have kept a clean sheet so yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe it's a case of that but I, I expect him to be a bit play a bit more courage anyway it's, moving on it's a funny one sorry very quickly whilst you're on that is they have got a game in hand mm-hmm. which they win it and they're in the fourth yeah exactly and, and, and it it's just seems tight. mad so in the blink of an eye with click of a finger the back up there mate yeah okay good point okay the kickoff. Uh, the thir- the Wednesday night kickoff. Is it what the fucking day is it? It's Wednesday Tuesday night, now. The Wednesday night <coughs> kickoff, six o'clock. We've got Arsenal at home to Southampton. I've put one nil Southampton. Uh, I think it'll be quite cagey, but I think Chi Adams and Danny Ings are dovetailing really well. Uh, they're going to have too much for that bat line. What have you put? I've went two on Southampton. I think they're going to add Arsenal's problems. Mm. Southampton's playing some really good football at the minute. Uh, you say Chi Adams and yep. Danny Ings. One player I've been really happy with as well, Vestergaard. Oh, mate, I touched on that. And another guy who 
he's hit and miss, but the last few games he's been good as well. Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond, that yeah. whole back line. I've always quite liked Redmond. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the, the keeper goes under the radar yeah. quite a lot, but he makes he makes saves look easy. The full-back, Kyle Walker-Peters. Vestergaard, mate, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I think he possibly may be one of the best. At the minute, on current form, the most complete centre-halves. Yeah, he's good. Like You don't have to be sorry about it. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's I just, just so good. I, I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. He, he's just he's, His game's come on another another level. He's, yeah, he's, he's really a big well. part of that Southampton yeah. defence. Um, what have you went with, Tom? I went 1-1. Okay. Um, Arsenal need a result. <laughs> I'm not totally convinced they can get it, but he's got to pull someone out of the bag. Yeah. Um, let's see if things That'll be it. a big point for them. Yeah. Which is that. They need it to sort of steady home. this decline yeah um so yeah the old cut against arsenal um this he's one for you uh, he's uh he's returning back to southampton <laughs> yeah he is who's that the old shut up <laughs> uh okay moving on we've also got the other game at six o'clock leicester at home to everton really good game this i'm really looking forward to it i've put two on leicester but i think i'm going with my heart rather than my head i think it'll be very very cagey the last two everton displays will show how resolute they've been at the back. I think Ben Godfrey, wherever you play him in the back line, he looks very, very capable. And they've got their back their back five really sorted, um, even through injuries. I don't think Jamie Vardy's going to have that much luck. However, I think potentially he will. I, I wanted to go a draw, but I've, I've put Leicester just to pick the two on. What do you went with, Tom? I've went uh, for Dos. Dos, that's Spanish for 2-2. Two, two. And I've... Uh, I reckon, yeah, I it's don't so know. cultured. Yeah, I know. Just showing off there <laughs> a little bit. Um, no, I reckon it's a close one, this. I, that's why I went for a score draw, because I, I couldn't pick him. Um, I thought Everton looked good the other day. Mm. Uh, Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, beat Chelsea, good yeah. Good win. They picked, But again, they've been sort of hot and cold, blowing back and forth. Le- Leicester, I think they're quite solid, you know what I mean? They've had a couple of slip-ups a couple of weeks ago, but they've picked, turned that back round. Mm. I'm finding it hard to... There could be a goal in it either way. Calvert-Lewin or Jamie Vardy. But I've sat on the fence and went for 2-2. Two, two. Two. I went 2 on Leicester. Everton have stopped the rot. You know, good good result for them against Chelsea. Leicester's playing some good football. Mm. A game where it's going to be full of chances, but I think Leicester will. Yeah, They've got I more agree. more about them at the minute. I agree. The other game is 6 o'clock. Leeds at home in Newcastle. I've went 1-1. One, one. I think both teams will probably be happy with the point. Um, it'll sort of steady the ship a little bit for Leeds who haven't been at the usual best and I think Newcastle will take a point away from home so I went 1-1 yeah. what you guys? I went 2-1 the tune because fuck it why not you do every um, other week it got you three points in it did I uh, uh, they keep surprising us and yay more Brucey ball to watch for the rest of the season but I actually do really my real thought is that I'm worried that Leeds could rip up however I'm really excited to play Leeds and I wish I could be there at the stadium with their like, fans there shouting at them along and hearing that dirty, dirty atmosphere Leeds. again I've been there three four times as class I'm always beat us by the way <laughs> yeah. but, um, well you've got to stick true to that this week as well yeah but they're a good team I'm looking forward to that game mate. fair cop I went two on Leeds mm-hmm. uh, Newcastle's playing good football Leeds are blown cold at the minute they're playing good at blown hot as well? Or just I, no, they're, they're just blown cold. Blown cold. <laughs> I think they'll warm up to this one, though. Yeah, fair cop. Yeah, uh, they'll come back alive this one, 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one. okay, fair enough. Uh, we've got Fulham at home to Brighton. I went 1-1. One, one. Brighton just don't seem to have it in them to get over the line and get all three points. Fulham are on the back of a, a really good draw uh, against Liverpool at home. So they'll yeah. be all well prepared yeah. for this. Scott Park has sort of got them playing to the level he wants and, and they seem to have a better structure about them. Yeah. Um, 
are you guys thinking? I'm saying 1-0 Fulham off the back of that, yeah. And I think they actually are playing some decent football now and we'd really rip them off. Start the season again, so it shows what we know. Uh, I'm going 1-0 Fulham just to nick it. I'm 1-0 Brighton. Uh, It's going to be a game where this is a six-pointer and I think in terms of experience in the league, Brighton. Brighton, fair enough. Liverpool at home with Tottenham. Massive game at the top of the league, eight o'clock kickoff. I've went boring, boring, nil-nil. Jose Mourinho, defensive masterclass. Liverpool being frustrated, nil-nil draw. Both teams will probably be happy with it. What have you went with? I've went 2-2 to Tottenham. (laughs) 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 Uh, 2-2, I think it's going to be open. I don't think it's going to be boring. I think Mourinho knows that this Liverpool team are a bit ropey defensively. Uh, He'll implore his team to have a go at them. Liverpool have got that front three back again. Yeah. So it, it's going to be an open game. I think this is going to be definitely out this week's fixtures the one to watch. Cool. I hope so because the, the big games we've been expecting have always turned out sort of boring so far. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I've kept the score low. low uh, and I <laughs> think Liverpool are going to nick it, actually. Uh, I've been back in Tottenham all season, but I don't know. I've just fancy Liverpool at home. They will have a few fans there. Yeah. Um, one nil, one nil. Fair enough. We'll soon see. Uh, West Ham at home to Crystal Palace. Two teams that are doing quite well, especially West Ham. And I, I went two two because I'm on the fence a little bit. It could go either way. Crystal Palace picking up a really good point at home to Tottenham. We'll be buoyed by that, and hopefully it'll be a good game. Um, I've went two two. What do you guys went with? Uh, me, I went yeah, go uh, on, three one West Ham. Uh, just West Ham at the minute seem to be clawing Getting results, results. Yeah. for a team that started poorly they're doing yeah. well uh, not much more to say to it just okay. West Ham good football at the minute Fair again look. God I thought these were so shit uh, start the season but I'm backing them to beat Palace who mm. I think are the more inconsistent I think that Eze is starting to play better mind yeah. but uh, I'm saying 2-0 West Ham fair enough uh, Thursday Night six o'clock kickoff is Aston Villa at home to Burnley. I've put two nil Aston Villa. I think uh, Jack Grealish, who is actually been, I don't know if he's been banned from driving, but yeah, he's been nine months, yeah. eighty-three grand fine. Yeah. Well, it's pretty fucking it's a couple of month wage. Too. Yeah, but makes me not want to drive if that's how much you get fined. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's fucking like his insurance yeah, or something. But uh, anyway, uh, I went two nil. I think uh, Burnley, although they've stopped the rot a little bit, I still think Aston Villa at home. Or a different animal when they want to be, and and they either win or lose. That they haven't drew this season, and I can't expect them to get beat. So for that reason, I've went two nil. Uh, Brett, what do you want with me? I went the same as you, two nil nice. Villa, uh, battle of the Clarets. Uh, but yeah, Villa, Villa I think's got a bit more about them. Burnley's playing good at the minute, but yeah, fuck it, two nil Villa. Two nil. I'm saying one one Burnley to continue edging these points out. Mm-hmm. Um. Just getting stuck into Villa, frustrating them. That's how I see it going. But not quite having enough to beat them. Uh, yeah, score draw, 1-1. One, one. Score draw, fair enough. And the last game, uh, this divided a little bit of opinion before. Um, we, we, we don't like look at each other's results uh, or predictions until they're done. Um, but we've got Sheffield at home, 8 o'clock kickoff to Man United. I've went uh, 4-0 Man United. And I can't see anything but a really good performance uh, from them. I've put Bruno Fernandes in my... T- Are you changing your fucking... I'm putting it back to what I originally put. Oh, yeah, yeah he did, yeah. Um, I put 4-0 United. I think Bruno Fernandes, that front three. Sheffield United will just have no answers for them. Uh, and Brett has put... Uh, what have I put? Are you going to read it for us? 
That one off as well. Memory card full. Okay, cool. Should we just quickly wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've went 1-0 Sheffield United. Uh, it's going off the way United's performances are. This could be a game for Sheffield United. I don't know if slandered them this whole you know, show, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Sheffield United pick up a first one of the season. I, I would like that because it would be fucking hilarious. Um, having said that, I've went 2-0 Man U. Uh, Paul Pogba's agent with a second in distance. <laughs> yeah, just hits off his fucking tits. Okay, well, look, that's this week's episode done. Uh, well, one of two episodes this week. We'll be back on Friday, um, so stay tuned for them. Uh, look, have a lovely midweek. Hopefully, you get all your Christmas shopping done, all that shit. Uh, and thank you for supporting us. And don't Please like and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. If they love football, get involved. We want to see your comments. Press the notification bell. Apparently, all the kids are saying this is the new thing. I'm old. Uh, press the big bell. Press that. Press our bell. Uh, Don't look. neck spirulina, especially when it's fucking three years out of date. Yeah. Do not try this at yeah. home. Yeah, do. Yeah, little disclaimer. Don't try that at home. I feel uh, wheezy off it. Yeah, you've done well to recover from that. To be fair, mate. Um, wank stuck yeah. my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's like green shit coming out of your face. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have had a mouthful of sand. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, guys. Uh, thank you again. Um, and good night. Good night.